Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Cooper Villa channel. I'm Scott Cooper, and I'm here with Noah Fisher, Tommy Lazaridis, and special guest from Villa on Tour, Owen Thompson, to talk about the preseason tour of America and to look forward to the season ahead. So join us after this. All right, so uh, the Villa lads are back from the USA. We uh, ended up uh, with two draws and a win. Um, since the last time we spoke, we beat Fulham and um, drew with Brentford 3 all. Uh, we weren't lucky enough to get the trophy. Unfortunately, Chelsea did win that last game and knocked us off top spot. But um, I think overall we got everything out of it we, we wanted. Uh, we saw... Um, they saw the new signings. The team seems to be gelling quite nicely from from what I saw. And um, I'll go to you first, Owen, because uh, you're our special guest. You, yeah. you obviously watched those those matches and um, got the feedback from Max and Simon, who were over there, of course, and uh, yeah. at the games. It looked amazing um, in the vlogs. Yeah. Um, uh, what, what, what's your feeling going into the new season and how do you think the team's gelling? Well, I got to experience how you lot do it on a match day, having to stay up till about 2, 3 o'clock in the morning to watch these matches. I think the Fulham game got delayed by ages because of the storms and stuff in the area. Um, as for the football itself, I, I come away with no real concerns or issues. Yes, we didn't necessarily win the tournament, but we didn't lose. We scored plenty of goals, we played some really good football, and we've come away with no one being injured, I don't think. So I see it as a positive. And especially the Brentford game, I thought we played some of our best football, especially in the first half. It was weird going 2-0 down, but that's why you don't take these pre-season tournaments way too seriously. Because, well, yeah, it's just anything can happen. There were goals in almost every game, like loads of goals in every game. I think there was about 15, 16 goals in the first round of three games. So, yeah, I, I take positives from it. And then we've got a couple more left before the season starts. That's right. Yeah, we got Lazio on uh, Thursday night um, UK time, and then Valencia on Saturday. So, um, be interesting to see what we do there with two games so close. So, I'm sure we'll see a couple of different squads for those games. But Noah, um, who do you think are the big winners and losers from this preseason um, tour? I mean, I guess the obvious one is uh, uh, Jaden Philogene. He's um, I don't know what happened to the Bidace. Is that has that gone now, or are we just it's just Philogene? I think so. Uh, it used to be Philogene Bidace. So I'm not sure what's happened there, but he's uh, certainly um, staking a claim for a starting spot against Newcastle first game of the season. Uh, well, definitely Philogene Bidace is the number one standout or Philogene. I, I don't, yeah, I'm a bit confused with that too. Um, <laughs> but he's definitely like one that's probably cemented a spot, at least on the bench for sure this season. I'm not sure if he's going to start or what the go is going to be. Um, there's a lot of youngsters that can take plenty of positives from it. Like if you look at the the Warsaw game and even the... American tour Kellyman just one that again springs to mind that had a, a couple of uh big, yeah. big, big moments in the was it the first game. I think he played really well. And but honestly, just what Owen said, no injuries, no complaints from me. I think everyone kind of got minutes in the legs and we'll see what happens over the next two preseason games before Newcastle. Definitely, definitely. And um I was really impressed, Tommy, with uh Diaby from what I've saw and we didn't see him much. He came came on against Fulham, scored the goal. Uh nice, nice little finish there. Um, and then um, I thought his goal against Brentford was even better. It was really composed. Yeah. And you could just tell when he cuts in on that left foot, he's not only got the pace to get in those sort of positions, but he's got the end product and a bit of quality to go with it. So it's great to see. 
Yeah, definitely a bit better than Charles and Zogbia, that's for sure, Scotty. Um, <laughs> I, I think he looks like a menace, to be honest. I, I think he's going to be a real menace. Again, it's not one to go off the fantasy football uh, Facebook post, but uh, a, a lot of a lot of them were saying who's going to be the surprise package, and I think Diaby was everyone saying, yeah, you've got to have Diaby in your team, he's going to be class, and a lot of people are actually predicting Villa for the top four, believe it or not, with Emery getting uh, manager of the year. So they had all these predictions, and I'd say about Villa was in at least 60% of them. So, um, But no, I think Diaby is a statement of intent, right? I mean, if mm-hmm. 24 playing for France, I think uh, there, was a, there was a Facebook reel on the Villa page when he actually arrived at the club, and and there's a lot of synergy. All the players embrace him. I think Kamara's probably happy that he's got another Frenchie in the team. Mm. Um, so I think I think he's a menace. To be honest, he actually reminds me a little bit of Ashley Young. That's the last player who was a constant menace. Had end product, could create, you know, contributed to goals where needed, and um, just had that real, you know, finesse about him. So I mean, that's you get what you pay for, right? And, and at the end of the day, I, you know, he turned down some big bucks to play for Villa, and mm. pretty surprising these days because you're seeing a lot of players. Not, you know, maybe just at their peak, just past it, chasing a bit of money. So it's actually nice to see him come and, and want to play for Villa. I'm sure that we fend off some pretty good competition for him. And um, I think it looks really exciting, to be honest. You know, 24 is a great age. He's nowhere near his prime. And hopefully he can achieve that with us. And, and you know, we're both on that kind of same trajectory. Yeah, um, I, w- I wanted to talk a bit about uh, what Tommy touched on there, Owen, with the expectations this season. Because last season, I think Villa mm. went under the radar quite a bit. Like, I think a lot of, you know, yeah. um, fans of other teams were like, oh, gee, they got into Europe. Or, you know, like, it seemed to be, like, obviously they knew that Unai Emery turned the team around after Steven Gerrard's departure. But, um, you know, it, it seems like we snuck up on a few people. But this year, you know, people are going to think this is a proper team, you know, and, um, you know, we've got European football as well. So wh- where do you think, um, you know, likely a, a realistic sort of expectation of where we could finish in the Premier League this season? Well, I quite liked that we kept going under the radar. I liked that the media just spent all their time talking about Newcastle and what they were doing, and then they got on the Brighton bandwagon and whatever they were doing. I liked that we kind of just kept creeping up. And then all of a sudden, I think it got to the last week and people were like, well, actually, they got appointed Liverpool this week. All they need to do is win, and they'll they'll get seventh. Mm. Um, I think top four is 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 very very optimistic. Um, I think the teams that struggled last season, such as Chelsea, and you can find Liverpool in there as well, and, and Tottenham, they could have stronger seasons. I think Chelsea, especially, are due a, a much better season than last season. Um, they look very good in pre-season again. They were making sure they won that no problem. Uh, their, their strikers, they seem to have got a couple in now that really seem to know what they're doing. Um, I think, again, anywhere lower sort of top half, anything 10th to 7th, anything like that, I think is fine. As long as we have a decent run in the Conference League or in one of the Cups, maybe. I know we don't join the uh, the League Cup till later on round now, but because we're in Europe, we get to bypass around. We'll still find a way to get United in there, but I'm sure <laughs> if we can have a good run in that. And then, yeah, I know a lot of people on the outside just expect us to win the Conference League as well because West Ham were able to do it um, seemingly quite comfortably. They had a bit of a challenge in the final, but to get there, that was no problem. If we can get through all of that and now with no Juventus, then there is every chance we could go and have a go at that as well. Definitely, definitely. I think that, um, yeah, if we finish around where we finished last season, 7th, 8th, that I think that would be a, a successful season in the league. And like you said, a, a cup run, if we went deep in the Europa Conference, say semifinals or better, um, I think most Villa fans would take that. But, yeah, it is going to be, um, you know, a bit of a 
a different season for us, Noah, with, um, you know, Emery's finally got his players in, you know, he wanted. We've got Tillmans, we've got Diaby, uh, we've got Pal Torres as well, the three big signings. He's brought in a few, you know, young kids like Philogene that he likes as well. So um, he's, um, yeah, he's going to, He's going to be judged on this season, and I mean, we all love him, and and like we think he's going to do well. Um, but yeah, let's hope we get off to a good start. And and where do you think Noah? Where do you think um, we will see the big improvement in the team this this year? Like um, from from Emery's tactics. I mean, we saw the three at the back thing um, against Brentford, which was just like a hybrid. We'll, do you think we'll go in to Newcastle with that sort of formation? Um. Jeez, I don't know. I think it's just good to be have, I guess, different plans for different teams. You know, not every team's going to play the same to be able to adjust mid-game or or pre-game. Depends how you're going to attack or whatever. I think it's something that Emery's very strong at. Um, geez, so I think it's going to be like, who's, I don't know. I think there's obviously a lot of pressure on Diaby. There's uh, mm. so much pressure on him because obviously the price tag's never, never easy to overcome. Uh, but I also think someone likes an impact player off the bench, like a Leon Bailey. You know, he's got a point to prove. Now, he's got, like, proper competition for his spot. He's no longer, I guess, starting or anything. So, I think he's got a lot of pressure on him too. Yeah, definitely. And um, I, uh... yeah, and also in the midfield, Tommy, there's so many options going through there now that, you know, um, it's going to be... Tillemans. Yeah, yeah Tillemans. we got Kamara, Louise, McGinn, Jacob Ramsey will come ben, back from injury. Ramsey, yeah. yeah, so... Um, big, big Timmy, maybe. You never know, Timmy. No, uh, I, I just maybe to go backtrack on what you said. I think the biggest improvement will be in the front third. I mean, Oli done well, but then he had a bit of a purple patch and kind of drifted off, and midfield were kind of carrying him with some goals. I think front third were going to be lethal this year. You know, when Emery came in, defense was nice, tight knit. Emmy's Emmy, right? I mean, the guy's basically God between the sticks. Um, funny enough, actually, I think now the EPL are going to start cracking down his, on his antics. Which I think is BS, right? If you can get an edge over the striker or whatever penalty scenario, why not yeah. use it to your advantage? So it's pretty crap that they're putting the clamps down and it's really just to target him. Um, but yeah, I, I think front third will be where we look lethal. I mean, that's where most of our investment went in so far. I think Philogene is almost like signing a $20 million player. And I'm, you know, I'm being realistic. He's young, he's hungry. Um, I think he's actually ahead of Bailey. He's both feet, he's attacking, he's got a lot of energy, good brain, and he actually tracks back. He's got a very good work rate. So um I think, I think, I think, you know, front third will be where we're lethal. I think Philogene's probably first sub, if not potentially starting some games. That, yeah, that, that's um, definitely and, where, and where I see it too. Yeah. Tommy's predictions, Scott, I'll quickly, uh, Tommy's predictions, Ollie Watkins has till December, and I think we'll shell out on a big striker if he doesn't have at least 10, 11 goals by then. Well, last season, last season you said he'd be out of the team by uh, well, Christmas. Well, it, it was him or Stevie G. It was one of the two. I was close. <laughs> oh, so, um, Owen, what did you think about um, the sort of the hybrid back three, back four situation we saw against Brentford where Matty Cash was put, pushing up on that right-hand side? Do you, do you think we could go down that road um, this season or do you think, like, um, Noah, that it's going to be um, sort of opposition-based? Um, yeah, I think it might vary depending on the opposition. I also think we tried to, because we've now got four solid, comfortable centre-halves, that we're just trying to work mm. out what's best for us. I think we might change it up as the games go on, because I think he prefers it more if we go the other way. And he might have, he, I think he might start looking at throwing Conza at right back if when uh, when Moreno's fit. And we kind of do exactly the same, but on the other side, I know he, he's got a lot of time for Moreno. It was his first signing. 
Um, so I guess we tried to do it on the other side and it seemed to work. I think Torres played a bit more of a fullback sort of role, mm. or at least he was on that left-hand side and he didn't seem to have any issues. Um, it could work, yeah, I, I think it could certainly work. I and mean, it will keep all four, you'd hope, all four of the centre-halves happy if they're all getting some minutes out there as well. And uh, talking about concert, uh, Noah, um, what a goal. Uh, this, I can't believe we haven't touched on this yet, but he just... Um, you know, he did his best Maradona impression there and just took the ball off. Took And then, um, it, you know, it seemed like the, the seas parted like Moses and he just kept going. And all of a sudden he was in the penalty area and putting in the top corner. What an amazing strike. Well, I think he meant, I meant to say Alan Hutton there, Scott, yeah. because I was there having we flashbacks go. to that. I was waiting that for was, someone to say it. And, like, obviously being at that Blues game is my first ever Villa game. I just had instant flashbacks to that moment. So, yeah, what a goal. Yeah. I mean, put him up the field, put him up front, really. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, that was unbelievable. It was a great goal. And, um, yeah, there was, it wasn't the uh, the, the only uh, good goal in that game. There was plenty of good goals, a couple from Brentford as well. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's good to see, um, you know, that we're getting this kind of recognition, Tommy, in, you know, in places like America. We, we, we were, um, of course, all, all in the uh, – the Australian preseason tour last year had good support there. And it just looked like from the Villa on tour videos that there was a really good atmosphere at the pubs and everyone is sort of, you know, it just shows what a big club we are that, you know, worldwide we've just got this following and, um, you know, everyone seems to come out and travel from all around the world and all from around well, America to for I these think, games. I think Scott, I think people forget, Scott, you touched on it, right? Like people forget how big of a club Villa actually are. You know, when you kind of rewind back to the to the early days of football inception, yeah, there we are. So, I mean, you'd hope we have a big following given how long we've been around. But, yeah, look, you know, definitely brings back a lot of memories. Bill and they didn't come down to Australia again. Um, would have been great to see all the lads. Um, but, yeah, look, I, based on, on field, I think, I mean, I've got a few mates in the US actually, one's a Villa fan, so uh, he, he was buzzing. He actually flew down from Canada to go watch the game, so... Um, he was just saying atmosphere was electric and like I said, you just rally with all your locals from your country and you go and support your club. It's probably the closest thing we could get to going to watch a Villa game, especially with those bloody international ticket prices hiking up. But, Absolutely. Uh, no, it's, just a, it's just a buzz all around, to be honest, right? Like, you know, 2 a.m. I, mean, I used to get up at 3 a.m. to watch Villa fucking lose to Wigan on, on a Saturday, a Sunday morning. So it's nice to get up and watch them win and actually compete. I mean, let's be real. The teams we're playing, these are good teams competing you know, stealing points off the big teams that, you know, they fielded almost a full squad. Brentford, all right, no Tony, you know, he wants to put his punts on, that's on him. But, so, you know, they fielded a good lineup. And, you know, we could have easily, you know, if that was Gerald or someone, oh, I'll bring in the youngsters. And nice little felt that, you know, within by half time, whatever it was, 2 2, like we took it to them, right? And to actually go up, it's just that resilience that we have with Emily, Emily, Emery and, and belief, right? So, yeah. Um, it's exciting, you know. We're just we're not saying we're not saying we're never saying never. You know, playing Newcastle is not easy, easy either. You know, it's going to be an interesting first game. I think we could potentially beat them. And and like Owen said earlier, right, we flew under the radar, but I think the general consensus from every Villa fan was, wow, what could we have done if we had Emery from the start of the season? So this is a blank canvas this season. I think there's still maybe a signing or two to come in. I think we're talking about right back. I think we're linked with that Levante right back, Mark Pugel. is under like five million, but. Um, that seems to be the key area to strengthen. I think if Digne potentially goes, which he probably will, I think he's one of the highest earners and no, he's probably not worth it, let's be real. I think we might bring in a, a backup left back for, for Moreno, just given his you know little track record with injury recently. 
Mm. But again, maybe Torres is, can be a makeshift left back. I think Conta maybe even play at right back. Um, yep. Emery's got some wonky systems and they seem to be working. So, um, Owen, um, so have you heard from Simon and um, Simon and Max at all about some of their highlights of the trip? How did they find the the atmosphere and the the kind of the excitement over there in America? I think they were kind of surprised by it. I know they came back yesterday. Yeah. I think they slept most of the day, so I didn't really get much out of them. Um, but yeah, from, from what I could see on the videos and stuff, from what they were saying to me, there was there was a lot of. I think they were a bit thrown back to see, like like you said, how how massively supported a team like there is in America, um, and you get people coming from all corners of the world and America to watch us. Um, I think there were some some good numbers in some of the stadiums as well, um, which is always good to see. And so yeah, I think they were quite pleasantly surprised by it, actually, and you could tell by some of the footage in in bars and stuff around outside the, around the stadium that. They they thoroughly enjoyed it. I think they they enjoyed meeting loads of people, and I know they met some, mm. some quite big American Villa fans out there as well. So yeah, yeah, they had a brilliant experience. Yeah, was and, Tom uh, Hanks at the game? Does anyone know? No idea. I, no, I, I, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't see him. No, mm. and I mean, you've got of course European football to look forward to this year. Um, tell me, um, what are your plans? Uh, are, are you planning to go to many of these uh, away ties? Uh, well, yeah, it depends on kind of what parts of Europe they're they are. I think we're going to do the uh, playoff game that we've got to play at the end of the month, provided yep. again it's not something too ridiculous to get to. Um, and then if we get through that, provided we do, which I think we will, uh, we'll look at the group stage games and kind of plan out what's easy to get to, what's not so easy to get to, and then go from there. But yeah, awesome. hopefully we can get as many as we can. Really. Yeah, it's interesting with the conference. So you do get some um some teams from some you know faraway places and some smaller nations so you could be in iceland or you know in you know eastern europe somewhere so um yeah it's going to be it's going to be crazy to see how we match up against these teams because i think um you know we think we're going to you know pretty much just walk through the group stage but you know no like these teams can be tough especially on their home patch and um you know it's gonna it's i think it'll build the character of the squad to have these sort of That's experiences right. and you know it'll, yeah and if we do want to be a champions league team in the future which the owners keep telling us that's the goal um then you know we th this will be a great stepping stone for us and i'm i'm really looking forward to getting up on a thursday night and watching some of these matches um so uh noah we um yeah we've got uh lazio and valencia then newcastle the first game of the season next saturday night um so um, I, I want you to give me your starting 11 um for the for the first game against Newcastle, if everyone's fit, obviously Jacob Ramsey's probably not going to be available, but let's take him out. But out of everyone else, who would you go go with for the first game? Jesus, pressure's on. Yeah. Um, so obviously you're back four. I'll probably go obviously Martinez in goal. Cash it right back. I'm going to go. I think this is going to be like a normal, like just back four. I think it's going to be Mings and probably Torres, I think. I think that's probably what he would go for with... Uh, Digne, I'll go Digne at fullback. I think that's what's going to be. I think he's yeah. going he's to at least have a crack at it again while Moreno's out. I don't see him going as like Tommy does. I think he'll stay. Um, I think Kamara, Louise, McGinn, um, Diaby, Watkins, and Tillemans. <laughs> I okay. don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. I don't know. It, like, what are you going to do? 
There are a few question marks, Tommy. I mean, obviously, um, do we do we stick with Conser and Mings, um, yeah, or do we bring in Torres? Um, that's probably the one. And then the other one would be, um, you know, Tillemans. Does does he come in? And then what does that mean for John yeah. McGinn? Does he get pushed forward a bit, or um, does he get dropped? Um, which I think would be kind of harsh considering what I've seen from yeah. him in preseason and last season at the end. So. Where where do you see us going with that with the first game? Yeah, I think it'll be um, Martinez. I think it'll be concert right back, Mings Torres centre back, um, Digne possibly left back. I still think all four centre backs are going to start. To be honest, I think Digne might even find himself on the bench. I think Mings or Torres could find himself as a makeshift left back. You know, in some weird system. It'd be like a Man City back four. Yeah, I think something like that, right? And, and I mean, Mings and Torres can always alternate, right? They're both naturally left-sided. So I still think maybe it could have... It, it'll either be Konsa, uh, uh, Mings, Torres, Digne, or it'll be Konsa, Carlos, Mings and Torres. I think Torres will probably find himself on the far left. Um, and then I think midfield three will be uh, Kamara, Louise, and I think it'll be Tillemans with McGinn in an advanced role on the left, potentially, with Watkins and... and uh, what's his name? DRB yeah, on the right. So, uh, but again, it, it could be a weird one because I know McGinn actually hates being out wide. So I, it's, I think he, he'll probably alternate. It'll be something in between the, the furthest th- out of the three between Kamara, Louise, Tillemans. Him mm. and McGuinn might even alternate. But I know they've got some good synergy already based on preseason. So um, anyway, yeah, we'll go for Arnold's yeah. predictions. What, what do you think, Owen? Lineup. Do you think um, that just... sounds about right? Or Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm as tall as everyone else is on the back four. How we're going to do it? I have no idea. I, I I think he'll go with cash. I think um, mm. it wouldn't surprise me to be honest if he just stuck with his last season's back four with Mings and Konza. Whether he tries and throws Torres in, I'm not too sure. It's hard to say, really. I don't. We don't see what they see in training. Um, I think, which none of you have mentioned, I think I think he'll go with Buendia over Tielemans. Um, mm-hmm. I know Buendia had well, I can't remember which game it was I think it was the first one and he absolutely lit it yeah, this lit the, yeah. it was a bit yeah. horrid at Warsaw and, yeah. Um, so I, th- I think he'll go with I, I couldn't tell you the back four my guess is as good as anyone else's it's, it's, it's in the air at the moment but I think he'll have Kamara Lewis McGinn and Buendia and then he'll have Diaby and Watkins uh, I think McGinn had a he had so much space, especially in the Brentford game. The amount of times there was balls fizzed to him, and he was he was just driving through. I think McGinn has a huge role to play again this year. Mm. Again, I think he goes under the radar a little bit. McGinn, I think Villa fans love him, or at least he's had his moments. But he's definitely come back into his into his old self under Emery. Um, and then yeah, I think he'll go with Wendy personally. Yeah, I've and seen some really good, on the bench. I've seen some really good signs from McGinn in the preseason, like just. He looks fit. He look, he's running with the ball. He's turning people. He's driving forward. And I think um, when he's doing that, that we're in a pretty good position normally. Um, yeah. So um, I mean, that's about it, guys, for this week. Um, yes, uh, we're going to um, obviously come back next week for another Coupe de Villa episode. Thanks so much for all your support. And um, please like and subscribe. Hit the notification bell um and you'll be notified every time we drop a video we're also on spotify if you like to listen to us there so please go over there and give us a follow um owen it's been great having you on 
Sorry, sorry? On, Scotty. No, go. I was going to say maybe maybe to to all those commenting, you know, a wonderful contingency of fans now tuning in. Maybe throw in your potential starting lineup, right? Um, any X factors? That's it. Yeah, let us know who you would start and who and who's gonna who's pushing for a starting place against Newcastle in a week or so. But um, yeah, um, we'll be back with a preseason preview. So next week we're going to do all our predictions, um, the top four, the top goal scorer, you know, who's going to be the sneaky team, who's going to be the disappointment, all that sort of stuff. So you can let us know in the comments, your top four, your, where you think Villa will finish, of course, um, the top goal scorer in the league, all that sort of stuff. Maybe Villa's top goal scorer too. Let us know in the comments. Please like and subscribe. And thanks again, Owen. It's been great to see you. And uh, we will be back next week. Catch you later. Up the villa. Good night, guys.